What's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Natty T. And, you know, everyone's talking about KD, Kyrie stuff. You've been here about it all week long for the last couple weeks, actually. No moves have been made. No decisions have been made. But people still finding space to talk about it. We're not going to do that on today's show. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we talked about them last week. So it, since nothing has happened, we're not talking about KD, Kyrie. I'm sure y'all sick of hearing about it. I know we're sick of hearing about it until something actually happens. So we're going to skip over that today. Uh, but we are going to lead the show with a little talk about Brittany Griner, as many of you know. Um, you know, still isn't back home yet. People been, you know, imploring the U.S. government, hey, do something, let's get her back. Hey, if this was LeBron, she'd be back by now. Um, all these kind of things. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, the White House came out and said, you know, hey, we're going to work diligently. We're going to do what we can to get to get her back home. Uh, so there's a lot going on here. And we thought because it's such a very important thing, it would be, um, um, you know, nice for us to at least talk, you know, talk about it and, you know, hear our thoughts about it. And, and hopefully, hopefully uh, she comes home soon. So Coach Natty T, go ahead and kick us off with it. Yeah, so um, it's just, it's a delicate situation just, just because from what I know, you know, on, on the sources I have, so to right. speak. Um, it's just a difficult situation. Cause as you said, I mean, you know, you've seen, you know, the folks on social media, you know, everybody, you know, using the media outlets to sort of, you know, voice their concern for her, which is fine. Um, and I, you know, I think they should do that. Uh, but just to give everybody context, what makes the situation difficult is, I mean, she's not the only American that's over there. Um, you know, I, you know, I said this in our other group chat. I mean, I, I know of 50 names off the bat, Americans that have been over there for a lot longer than she has. Mm. And I know the, you know, the, her coach had said, oh yeah, if this was LeBron, he would have been out already. Yeah. But also you have to remember the only reason why she's even getting any sort of attention is because she is a basketball player too. Because again, there's regular Americans over there that, you know, their families have been trying to get in contact with the White House and have heard nothing mm -hmm. because they're just regular Americans. Um, so that's what makes it such a tough situation because, I mean, she's essentially going to skip the line, if you will, if she gets out earlier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she did plead guilty, which just from what I've heard, I mean, obviously I don't know it was there, but just from what I've heard, I mean, she actually did have you know the marijuana on her possession and in that country it's illegal so um, I think that's probably was the smarter thing to do to just go ahead and plead guilty she can get her sentence and then that way that kind of moves that process along a little quicker right um, as far as doing the possible prison swap which they have suggested um, but you know it's it's just a tough situation all around man it really is because especially where we are right now obviously this isn't a, a political podcast but you know, the situation in Russia right now is just really tough. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because even Coach K had brought up, um, you know, a few months ago, um, you know, because he brought up a great example with um, with Jello Ball, the Jello Ball 
in China, right? And that caused like this in international incident. You know, President Trump, he called the Chinese president and, you know, they worked it out and then he was able to get out of prison and come home. Right. And his point was, if they could do that for him, they should be able to do that for her, which is a great point. However, Russia's not China. Right. And especially right now where, I mean, the U.S. is not directly at war with Russia, but I mean, we're basically are right now. It's, it's a, it's a, that's, that's as cold war as it gets. Mm -hmm. And all American businesses have pulled out of Russia. So there's really no communication at all. So that's what makes it, you know, a little bit more, more difficult. And I think, you know, what the Russian president has done, you know, he's former KGB, you know, F, you know, FBI is the equivalent in the U.S. Right. He knows what the political landscape is. He knows that she's a celebrity. Yeah. Quote unquote. So he's going to be like, oh, well, you want her? Well, I need somebody else. I need a high profile Russian. Mm -hmm. And he knows that's going to put Biden in a tough position because it's going to make him look like he's prioritize, prioritizing her over regular American citizens. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, going to make, it's going to make her seem more valued than regular American citizens. He knows that, and that's what he's doing. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plans out. I mean, I hope she, I hope she gets to come home along with everybody else, but it's just the timing of it. I don't know. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, definitely. I it's just a very sick game, you know, that people play in, in this world. And it's not the first time that this has happened. Um, it's like any time that you know a leader could make an, an example out of someone or just say, Hey, uh, I'm gonna use you for leverage. Yeah, you're not the only one that's come over here with that. But because you are who you are, we're going we're gonna to make this move right here. And let's just see. Let's watch the United States squirm, <laughs> you know, as they try to get you back, you know, because we got a whole bunch of y'all over here. They got some of us. So, the, you know, this this game that's being played right now is definitely not new to to countries. Um, and like you said, yeah, a lot of people don't understand because people are like, well, we're not fighting them. It's like, no, we're not. There's not you know, like a bunch of war bloodshed going on, like you would think about it. But um, you brought up the example of the Cold War. I think that's a good one, too. And, you know, we have a very interesting history with Russia. So any of those that, you know, are history buffs out there, uh, you know, like that kind of stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Throughout the world wars, you know, we've always we've had some beef with Russia in the past. We have always you know, seeing eye to eye on things. And we're providing the ammunition for Ukraine. So, yes, I mean, in their, in their mind, we've picked the side, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So because of that, that that just escalates the situation. Even it makes it even worse than it already was before this all started, before the Ukraine Russia stuff started. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, if we're like, hey, we're providing this for Ukraine. Oh yeah, Ukrainians, if you can get to us, we'll welcome you with open arms. And Russia's like, oh, for real? All right, cool. Like this is this, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. And so citizens, we get caught up in the middle of this. Um, and Brittany is in the middle of this. And so I, I feel really, you know, I couldn't imagine being, you know, uh in, in, in incarcerated in a, in another country, no contact with my friends and family. 
you know, she she can't communicate with her wife, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, they've been she got I think she got access to email recently. So they've been able to do it that way. But for a long time, she couldn't contact anyone at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just a very, a very sick thing going on. Um, I hope that everybody over there that's in car that, you know, that's incarcerated come back um, and that you know, this, this comes to an end very soon because she's a very, you know, she's a very talented basketball player. You know, she's been, you know, a, a good citizen and she's been, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, WNBA, you know, she was very, you know, privileged because of her status. The WNBA has done a great job of just supporting her and making sure that her name doesn't get lost and uh, all the things that are going on around the world. And, and so I, I, I respect them greatly for keeping, her name out there. And, and that's, I think what helps garner this attention is that you got a whole league behind you that put her number on the court and made her honorary all-star for this weekend's all-star WNBA all-star game. So it keeps the conversation going. Uh, and so like you were saying, it, it garners the attention of the U S government in a way that if I was over there, they'd have been like, ah, <laughs> oh, straight yeah. up. you know, um, but what I do hope happens is because of her celebrity that this is able to get her and everyone else, you know, there that didn't have the juice to garner the attention. Um, so it, it sucks that it, ha it would have to happen this way, but I hope that by the end, when it's all said and done, some good comes out about it for, comes out of it for all of them. Um, so coach Pace, I don't know if you had anything to add to the, to this one, but um, yeah. Um, so basically, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like y'all said, I don't really got too much to add. But I know the guy they're trying to get for Brittany Grinder is his nickname is the Merchant of Death. Yeah. I'm sorry, but she's not coming home off that. So <laughs> no, nope. Like ain't no. He's probably one of the. I think he's like in the top two or three, maybe top five arms dealers in the world. Mm -hmm. Russell wants him back. So that exchange is probably not happening. Um, he's I will say, like a real version of like Tony Stark. Yeah. That's type. like the level he's at. Straight mm -hmm. up. Yeah. So that's not happening. Um, so I don't. In the grand scheme of things, one, I don't know why. And I do not, like I said, before I even say this, I want her to come home. I want everybody to come home, plain and simple. Mm. But I don't know why, in God's name, you would even remotely want to go over in Russia with any contraband. Russia and China do not play about any type of illegal substance there is. So her for her to bring anything like a CBD pen, uh, CBD oil, uh, some weed, uh, even if it's some like some some rellos and she ain't had no weed, why? Like why? The only thing I think Russia does over there is cigarettes. They smoke cigs. So I don't know where she thought it was okay. What her process was? I don't even think I don't even think it's okay if her doctor said it was okay to take it over there and she had a note. Like I wouldn't risk anything like that in Russia or China. So 
personal responsibility definitely has to be a thing. I think that that is getting lost in it because everybody's like, oh, she just has some weed. I'm like, yeah, that's okay in America. You can get away with that in America. Russia ain't America. So in the grand scheme of things, I feel terrible for it, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a big caution to everybody else who's wanting to travel over there. Be, yeah. be smart. Be smart about what you're doing. And to bring it full circle, I think it brings it back to us because why was she going over there? Because we don't support the WNBA. Like, I ain't going to say, like, I'm supporting it on a regular or anything like that. But if we could even – they're worth, what, 50 to $70 million right now? If we could just get that over $100 million and they can fund their own league or $200 million. They ain't got to be the NBA. But, like, if we could have got that over 200 everybody in the WNBA can have a livable uh, wage. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not have the private jets. They might not have all the fancy stuff, but if they're ma- if each player is making a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, well on average, because I know it's lower than that. Like I think Asia Wilson has the highest contract right now, which is like around four five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. If we can get the average to just a hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars, they ain't gotta go over there overseas. So I think it comes back to being full circle to where we this is another reason why folk need to support the WNBA because it's like they over there risking their lives just to go over to make a couple million and guess what she keep about to get locked up for 10 years and she wouldn't have to do that if she didn't want to if we were supporting her like we should so I think this just brings a light on you know the WNBA needing more support and stuff like that I don't, I'm cool with all the free BG and everything like that and stuff but uh, the the words don't mean nothing without action. So, right, right. No, I think that's a good point about why she was over there in the first place, and and others having to in the off season go overseas and, and play because they're earning more money over there. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big topic of conversation that is also getting lost within this as well. Um, so we have a lot of work to do, and I'm interested to see how these negotiations are going to go um, between you know, the respective governments. Uh, Cause if they're not gonna let him out, then it's like, you know, you just think about it. Okay, we're not gonna do that. All right, is there anybody else we can let go of that, you're, that you would be willing to make this? this, this I was about spot? to say, they, it's basically like a trade for like, all right, they want, they want LeBron James. Well, no, we got, basically we got, I don't know. They got, uh, who's an important player that, a team needs. They got our star center right now. Mm-hmm. And you got LeBron James over here, but they want their LeBron James back. And we like, we ain't going to give you I mean, it's only, why would we give y'all LeBron James for this? For a bag of pennies, in a sense. That's basically how they're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. But, you know, Hearts go out to all her friends and family um, in the WB. A lot of people struggling with, with her not being here. Uh, so hopefully her and others. Everybody over there, too. Everybody. Hopefully her and others come back real soon. So. James, if I might add this, if you're going to another country, China or Russia, stay off the weed. Yeah. They don't play. They don't play. 
know where you're going, know what they accept, know what they don't accept. You know, it, it's, we have to be responsible travelers too. So that goes for each and every one of us. Uh, so, all right, we're gonna jump into this little activity here as we shift. So, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shows out there that would say you want this player or that player, you know, who's better between these players. So we're going to play a little game of would you rather. And we're going to do this several times throughout, you know, the coming months uh, with football and basketball players. There's been a lot of talk about how central Anthony Davis is to the success of the Lakers. And how if they're making trades for Kyrie, then they need to keep Anthony Davis put. Um, and if they're going to go business as usual with the roster like it's currently constructed, then Anthony Davis is a pivotal part of them even being in a, uh, you know, in a contender, yeah, as a contender in the NBA. So everyone has different opinions about AD. Uh, so we're going to compare him to some of his peers. Now, some of these may be no-brainers. Some of these may be a little tough. So we'll just see what us as coaches think here. So Coach Pace brought up Anthony Davis, so we'll start with Anthony Davis and this Would You Rather. So Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns? Cat. <laughs> Coach Medici. <laughs> I wish Coach Murph was able to chime in on this. He'll probably pick Anthony Davis on this one. <laughs> he would. That's yeah. why I'm picking that. So he can watch this and be mad. <laughs> Cat. Damn, this is tough. Mm -hmm. I should. I should probably go Cat too. Mm. So we got Cat. Yep. Uh, this one was. I wanted to start off with a tough one. I, it's, it's, this one's hard because Anthony Davis at his best is better than Cat at his best. Absolutely. But Anthony Davis is rarely at his best. So because of that, Cat has a more consistent contribution throughout his time in the NBA. And especially looking right now, at least I could depend on him to play virtually the entire season. Uh, and I mean, looking statistically, as far as the last couple of years, they're not that far off at all. Actually, you know, Towns is better in some categories um, and he's not missing, you know, 25 games here, 35 games there. So, yeah. OK, well, we'll Listen, hey, best ability is availability. And I'm I'm be honest with you. Anthony Davis is a better basketball player than Cap. Guess what? I can't do nothing when you're in street clothes looking like a rotten orange on the side of the <laughs> L.A. Lakers bench. I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I think if you look at it going forward, I mean, you know, like it or not, Cap, he was, he was all NBA this year. Yeah. You know, definitely had his best season this past year. So if you're looking, mm -hmm. and he's younger, too. Mm -hmm. So. You know, there's probably more upside there than what you know what you think you're going to get from Anthony Davis in the next what five years. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Crazy part is AD is only 27, but I don't see him getting no better. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of improvement in his game at all. You don't. Uh, 
he like James Harden always. His weight since he won a title is always in flux, and he don't be really working out. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is you you compare that with LeBron, like LeBron already in the gym. He been in the gym. Been in the gym. Year twenty. In the gym, he has nothing else left to prove at all in his career. In my opinion, he doesn't. So, I, I mean, if you if you want to say maybe between him and Jordan, if you all want to have that conversation, that's different. But just as far as his greatness is concerned, mm-hmm. nah. if I'm Anthony Davis, I should be in the gym. I should have been in the gym already. You know, I know he's he's shooting, you know, he's with lethal shooter and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully getting his, his, his jumper, you know, where it needs to be. But that's not his ma- major problem. And Coach Pace, you were talking earlier, is it, taking care of his body should be his number one priority right now. Uh, and so you got to do what you need to do to take care of that. And when you take shortcuts, you end up in street clothes. When you're talking about, prof- especially when you're talking about that at the professional level, it's going to catch up with you, you know. Yeah. All right. You also need to let go of the ankle, the ankle, the uh, the the Kobe's man. Stop playing in low tops, dude. Thank you. Stop <laughs> Thank playing you. in low tops. Man. You can wear them around the city or something like that. Stop playing in them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wear some. Give you some support, man. Like you injury prone. You got to know yourself. We talking about you got to know where you travel. You got to know your body and what your body calls for. You need protection. You need protection. Yep. All right. Next one. Anthony Davis or Zion Williamson? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Close and T, go ahead. Go first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was I'm this is gonna be a biased answer. I'm gonna say Anthony Davis because Zion's really on low on my list right now. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He's just really and, and side note, did y'all see him sign his contract? Like it was national signing day. <laughs> yes. That really but I don't know. I'm like, does this not bother anybody else? Because I saw him <laughs> grinning from ear to ear, like at that boys and girls club. Yeah. I'm like. This is not National Signing Day. No. Like, that's just a, you know, you got your extension, you know, nice claps, got your money, but like, really? Yes. I had so so many problems with that. But anyway. He barely earned a penny of that. (laughs) But whatever, I'll I'll go Anthony Davis. That's my biased answer. I don't care. I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah, man. I, nah, <sighs> tough. It's tough. It is tough, though. It is. These are good ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say uh, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. But is it is by a micro sale? I don't even know if they have those. <laughs> <laughs> it is by a micro atom and atom is the smallest living thing on the planet <laughs> a micro of an atom yeah because I'm sick of both of them yes, yes. <laughs> you 
one, both of them are fat and lazy. That's what it really comes down to. <laughs> yep. One likes his food too much down in New Orleans. The other one's just a lazy slob. Like, I don't. <sighs> yep. Yeah. I'll go with the one that got a ring. That's all I got. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with AD on this one only because Zion, they both have trouble taking care of their body, right? There's no, there's no mystery there. But I know at least Anthony Davis is going to be on the court for some time during the season. Mm-hmm. He may miss 60% of the season, but I know that 40% of the season, I'm at least get some type of production. Mm-hmm. When we haven't been able to see Zion really put anything together yet. Uh, now, you know, if you ask us in a couple years, you know, Zion is able to stay healthy with this new contract and stuff. I have the right to change my opinion, but right here, right now, as we sit, I definitely take Anthony Davis because I think Zion has a different level of not taking care of his body. Mm-hmm. So if I had to choose one, it was kind of like sometimes when I vote for president, I'm like, I really got to choose one of these guys. But like, you know, that's kind of how I feel right now. Yep. I take Anthony Davis. All right. Anthony Davis or Julius Randle? Damn you, James. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make me pick Anthony Davis, do I'm <laughs> Oh my God, I'm gonna pick AD, but this this has really hurt my soul. Because right now I'm picking myself over Anthony Davis. <laughs> I think all the rest of these dudes, if I don't pick Anthony Davis, I think they're trash. So listen. Pick Anthony Davis. <laughs> like picking Anthony Davis. Julius Randle just disgusts me when he is on the basketball court and he can't do nothing else but go left. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Coach Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I got Anthony Davis. I just. <sighs> The only thing Julius Randle has is that, you know, he can check the attendance box off. But that's about <laughs> it. So I'm going to go Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is, if we played this game a year ago, I wonder if our answers would have been different, if it would have been tougher, because Julius Randle had a heck of a season. I'll pick Randle. Yeah. This year, you know, he was healthy and stuff. He just – he just struggled to really put a good campaign together last year. No, he, he turned it back into Julius Randle. <laughs> That's what it was. Hey, ego kicked in. He said, oh, I'm, I'm an all-NBA, got my money, you know, was in – I think he was, like, most improved or was in the running for most improved. Yeah, he was in the running, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He got, he got all that and was like, oh, I'm the next, you know uh, – LeBron or something like that. That's Ooh. where his ego was probably at. But he got a reality check this year because Tibbs wasn't having none of that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'll go with AD. I don't have much to add to that. I reluct- reluctantly to go to AD. Uh, Anthony Davis or Al Horford? It's a good one, though. Mm-hmm. 
because Uncle Al is hooping. <laughs> He's been steady, steady hooping. Mm-hmm. I don't think AD only because his skill set is better than Al's. But we are going on a playoff run. <laughs> Picking Uncle Al. <laughs> He's depressed. He's so depressed. No, he's a tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'll go Anthony Davis on that one. I just because I guess how I'm thinking about the question is like coming going into next year. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Uncle Al will give you, you know, he'll give you like that 25, 30 point game like once every month. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is about the same production as AD too. So that's what I'm saying. That's what makes this so hard. <laughs> but I, just because he's younger, I, I'll go. With, I would. I'll rather go AD. Yes, I'm going to take the argument that Coach Pace used for Zion and Anthony Davis. Yes, I'll, I'll choose AD by the smallest of atoms. Uh, the, the the smallest amount that you can splice an atom. That's what I'm going to go with here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Anthony Davis or all right, yeah, I had to throw a little, little, you know, easy slow pitch in here, a little floater for y'all. Anthony Davis or Giannis? What man, it's the best one you done gave. Hey, <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> I had yeah. to make sure I had to make sure you picked up someone else over AD. I had to make 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 men's for making this so hard. Yes. All right, next one. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Next one. <laughs> go to the next one. <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis or John Collins? Ooh. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go, and I don't like it, but I'm going to go A.D., <laughs> because his impact on the game is more impactful than John Collins' impact on the game. Because Trey Young is the only reason they are even remotely relevant to any extent in Atlanta. John Collins is there, but he gets his stats, but he's like one of those guys where it's like he'll get you 18 to 20, but it's not like an important 18 to 20, like DeAndre Hunter's 18 to 20 will probably be more important mm-hmm. because he also plays defense. John Collins can't guard anything that's not a three or above because if it's a big four or a big five, he's in trouble. So, but AD can go guard one through five. So AD, I'm going to spare you today because John James is making this real easy. <laughs> give ad his pass man so just to let everyone know out there i i'm only doing this for power forwards you know so i'm trying to make it position by position so that's why i'm not bringing Embiid or Jokic or any of those guys into the conversation i included cat because with the addition of rudy gobert towns is going to go to the to the four so yes okay go ahead coach 19 uh I'm actually going to go uh, John Collins on this one. Not because hey. Anthony Davis is a better player, but the way I would look at it is, like, if I was running a team, the amount of 
you know, money Anthony Davis is going to command, even if he's even if his stock is down, you know, he's going to still be max contract type money. And if I'm paying him and he's going to be out half the time, I would rather pay John Collins, you know, a mid-level contract and know he's going to be there every day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's and why I, I would pick him over AD. AD has a much better offensive package than John Collins, but their defensive package isn't that far apart. No, I? no. I mean, no, I mean, and that's fair. And I think, I mean, again, I, Anthony Davis is a better player. There's no doubt about it. But I would rather, for the cost of it, yes, I'd rather do John Collins because I, I, you know, because again, I'm not going to be putting out as much money and I'm going to get a good solid production. Mm-hmm. I can kind of build, you know, my team elsewhere as well, rather than the Lakers, like look at the position that they're in now. I mean, because he's demanding so much money yep. and it's like, well, I don't know what I'm really going to get from AD, but he's such an important figure on your team. It kind of like, it could propel you, but it could derail you as well. So. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. All right. Last one. Anthony Davis or Pascal Siakam? Oh, ooh. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> I know my answer, too. I'm going I'm to let Coach Natty first because I really don't know how it is. Too. Oh, I'm going to go Pascal. Mm-hmm. I know he's had a few down years since the finals year, but um, I would rather, I'd just rather take him over AD at this point. So I think he's – his offensive game obviously isn't as good. I mean, similar to the John Collins and AD conversation, um, his offensive game isn't as good. But I think what he – his versatility on defense, consistency, athleticism, it's not injury-prone. Mm-hmm. And he's proven that he can be a important figure on a championship team. Yeah. I'll take Siakam. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Listen, like I said, by a split hair of a molecule. <laughs> And it's not far off. I'm gonna go AD. Mm. And my heart hurts. Pascal, I really like you. Mm-hmm. But you're up and down. Now, if you could just stay up and keep it coasted, you would have this by landslide. But the mm-hmm. up and down, like sometimes you get 12, sometimes you go for 30. Like I can't, I can't do that. I know AD is going to give me about 18 to 30 on any given night and get me, if he got 18 points, he's going to give me about 14 boards and three blocks. And I can deal with that. Mm -hmm. Pascal, you might go, you might go 12 and seven. I ain't got time for that, buddy. (laughs) I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go AD. It's, it's by molecule. Yeah. Ah, this one was one of the tougher ones for me because you you know we've seen Pascal be a, a really good contributor to a championship team. 
the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is that in the Eastern Conference, Fred Van Vliet was the all-star from Toronto and not Siakam. And, you know, it's why it's a little open there. I figure if, like, Anthony, it was Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis would have been the all-star from Toronto. And if I, thinking about it like that, I will go with Anthony Davis, but it's not by much. I think Pascal is a really, really good player who is, you know, like you said, not injury prone. He could put up big numbers. Um, he just needs a little bit of time to work. He's still a young, young guy. You know, he's got, he's got some time to, you know, figure it out. And I think he will. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with AD by slim margin there. So the point of this, some of you may be like, well, y'all picked AD for most of it, you know. But the thing about it is, is that if you are categorizing this guy as a top 75 player of all time, why is this so close? It shouldn't be that close. It should not be this close. Not with AD, with his age and stuff like that in his position, it should not be that close. If AD was 37 or something like that, I could see why, okay, yeah, some of these young cats got, got some game on them. But he's not that old. Should not be this close. If you top 75 all time, should not be this close. That's why we don't think he belongs there. Some, most of us on, on the show don't believe he belongs there. Because I mean, like it's it's like um, you know, I don't know if you know for the listeners if you know they've heard what Kevin Garnett had to say about AD, and I don't think it was not necessarily him calling out AD. I mean, I, I thought it was more of an like an encouragement type thing because yeah. and obviously if you read it, it may seem as if and then knowing that it came from Kevin Garnett, yeah. you probably think he was called about. But you know, if you get a chance to watch the video. Uh, I think it gives proper context to it. But, I mean, I think what he said is 100% on AD. Like, you know, nobody's really denying his talent or disputing his talent. It's just like, dude, like, we really – it really should be, like, you, Giannis, and obviously people have still have KD in that top, um, you know, best player in the league conversation. But, like, Anthony Davis, you really should be right there. Yeah, like you should be. We should be having the conversation of like, man, Anthony Davis going to win MVP this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the conversation we should be having about him, but we're not. Nope. And to me, it's it's disappointing as talented as he is. Yeah, as talented, and it's not just a health factor that is a big part of it, but also even when he is healthy, sometimes he disappears for long stretches throughout the game. And I I think for someone with his skill set, his talent, that's inexcusable, inexcusable for for him to to shrink during moments of the game for for some of us not even recognizing he's in the game at times. You know, um, and the crazy thing is, too, like the the one time where I think his best stretch of basketball was during the the bubble season. So it. Again, you can't take anything away from them in that championship year, but you know they had like obviously everybody had that. What was it, five month layoff? Yeah. But you wonder like, 
man, was it was it really that beneficial for you, AD, that you had that that time off to sort of, you know, not necessarily put a pounding on your body during the season and just kind of refocus mm-hmm. and just dedicate totally to just that short season. Yeah, because I mean that that's the best I've ever really seen him play, really. And yeah. it just all happened to be the bubble year where he had the five months off. So that's where you kind of worry because you're just like going forward. I mean, can you really not to say he has to play 82 games? Because really nobody does that anymore. No. But you know, can you play 70 games? 70 would be nice, and still have the same level of energy and focus to take you through a playoff run? Right. I don't know. Right. Because a lot of people are looking at his skill set and rank him because of his skill set. And I look at it as like, yes, it's skill set, but it's also effectiveness for your team. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that the bubble, though it's good that he got a ring because I know he really wanted it. You know, I know he wanted to get that kind of off his back. But it, it's kind of hurting him a little bit because it's like, well, if you look at the – if this was a graph, the bubble would be an outlier in his career. And then you would have – then you would have to draw back to his Pelicans days to try to find another year here, a year there to be able to say, ah, there he is. Mm-hmm. Those years would be – you know, he did take the Pelicans to the playoffs. They got bounced in the first round, but they played Golden State in that first round. So mm-hmm. no one expected them to, to win that series, but he he did okay. Um, and then the other year where they beat Portland, they upset Portland mm-hmm. and the play. That was a big one. That's when I was like, okay, AD, I okay, he's that guy. He's yeah. that, you know, that's when I really bought into him when I saw that, because that was an upset. Uh but we haven't seen much outside the bubble year. And so if you take the span of his career, I don't know. I can't remember how long it's been. If he's 20 set, was that not about eight, nine years he's been in the league, something like that. Somewhere in there. Eight, nine years. And maybe we could pick two to three good, really good ones. That that's not enough for me. If you're that guy. It's, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of why this is this has been a very interesting thing. And I'm glad Coach Pace brought this up to do one on Anthony Davis, because I think this proves this kind of really draws home some points about how much better he could actually be uh, and where he should be based on how he's talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a bunch of these. Next show, let's do a football one. We'll do a football one in the next show. Yeah, we'll we'll mix it up. We'll do that a little bit. But yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we were sitting here like, oh, I, <laughs> I already know that one's going to be fun. Lord have mercy. Yes, yes. We're going to transition to a little NFL here. Wanted to give a big shout out to Sandra Douglas Morgan who was just hired as the Las Vegas Raiders team president for first black woman to ever be in that position for an NFL team. I believe there are two black men in that position um, already in the NFL. So she's the first black woman. Uh, so just wanted to, to give some kudos and, and um, uh, some respect to that. I know the Raiders have had a history of, you know, you know, the hiring art shell, you know, first black head coach there and, um, 
you know, first Latin, you know, a second Latinx black, you know, first Latinx coach, second Latinx coach, I believe in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So doing that, but I'm, people aren't talking about it this way. I'm happy. I'm a little worried about the timing of this. That's what bothers me. For those who don't know, I do a lot of equity inclusion work. That's pretty much what I do for a living for companies, right? So what I tend to see is that when stuff hits the fan, they try to bring in someone to fix it, but they don't necessarily give them the resources and support to be able to do that effectively. So because they can't clean up their own mess, they bring someone else to do that. Now, if that's what she signed up for, then more power to her. But I think it's very, very important for the Raiders to holistically support her in this position as she's trying to navigate some very difficult waters about, you know, you you had to let John Gruden go. Racist comments, homophobic comments, um, you know, hyper-masculine comments, all those kind of things that he did. We're not far removed from that, not even a whole year. They had that huge workplace issues going on, you know, along with Washington, you know, so, you know, Washington has been the bigger one, but there was stuff there for, for the Raiders as well, where they had some workplace issues and talking about women in the workplace too. And so now you have a woman of color, that intersectionality is extremely important uh, because she's going to offer a perspective that perhaps you don't already have within the franchise, which is great. At the same time, it could be very hard for that person to actually create change if they're not supported by the other, um, you know, throughout the organization. From the higher-ups, you've heard a lot of great things from players just being so happy that she's there. So I'm glad to see that. But ultimately, she's not working with players. She's working with front office. And so I want to, you know, I hope that those folks you know, really are about what they said they are about when they hired her. So we'll see more to come of that. That's just my thoughts about the situation. I don't know if either of you wanted to chime in on that at all. Nah, we got nothing. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So we're going to transition uh, to more football. Coach Natty T's favorite topic, Baker Mayfield. So the Baker's got a new kitchen. And it's going to be in Carolina. So we're going to gather some of our thoughts here. Coach Pace, do you want to um, start us off here with uh, what do you think about the Baker Mayfield trade? And um, I guess just looking at from Carolina's perspective, do you think this is a good fit? Well, it pains me to say this. But Cam Newton needs to retire, okay, because that's his sign that it's a wrap for him. Um, Sam Darnold's going to be QB2. Baker's going to be QB1. Week one's going to be interesting because they play the Browns right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, what I think about the trade, they didn't really have – I mean, the Browns didn't really have any suitors, so they had to just get up off his contract. 
Um, I think they sent Baker into a okay situation. I don't think it's a great situation because mm-hmm. uh, he has weapons. He has Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Um, they have a decent defense somewhat. Um, but it's good to see Baker get a fresh start. Um, the Browns are in a whole cluster of a situation. Um, I think everybody wins, got what they want. Baker still gets his money. Um, and he gets to prove himself and play that weak underdog role that he convinced himself that he is. So, hey, <laughs> listen, I'm okay with it, man. I don't really got too much to say. I think it's a good trade for both both parties. Okay. Yeah, there it is, Coach Naughty T. I know you have some thoughts about this. Go ahead and share it with me. Yeah, I mean, I I can't stand Baker Mayfield. I, I... <sighs> Cause I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me be object. Let me put my objective hat on. Um, so it's going to be interesting, in Carolina, because the thing is, it, it's almost like everybody's on a one-year deal. Almost, I mean, Sam Darnold, the coaching staff, Baker Mayfield. You can argue Christian McCaffrey because, you know, his, his name has been in trade rumors, you know, whether that's been, you know, true or not, but obviously that's coming from somewhere. So they, they, they would be willing to part ways with him at this point. Um, and then the other thing with Baker is, which if you're a Baker supporter, I don't think you should like is it's going to be put in a tough position because if he does, if he goes there and is not the starter, Mm-hmm. that's not going to look good. Mm-mm. But the reality is, especially now that he got traded now, because now he's going to have, what, three or four weeks of practice, then three preseason games to learn a whole new system with a new coach. Yeah. That's a lot to ask. And it was reasonable to say he probably wouldn't start just because not necessarily based on ability. Cause I do think he's better than Sam Darnold. Just, you know, if we're just asking straight up, right. But Sam Darnold was there last year. So he has a leg up on, you know, the language and play calling and what to look for and audibles, all those sorts of things. So you're asking Baker to do a lot in what, two and a half months to earn that starting job. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think again, if you're if you're a Baker supporter, if he doesn't get the job outright, you already know what the talk's gonna be like, man, you weren't good enough to beat out Sam Darnold. <laughs> but again, in reality, I mean it's really a short time frame. It's it's kind of similar to when um when Cam Newton first went to New England, right? Because they're at, you know, because I I because he didn't start that initial game when he first went, but I mean, he just he pretty much just kind of like got off his couch and went and then, all right, we got a game next week. So you're not going to start him. She's out of time. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But again, overall, Baker Mayfield, I just the whole underdog thing is just very annoying to me because I, I get like. You know, he was a walk on and he won the Heisman and all this. But I'm like, bro. You're a number one overall pick. Now, 
not all number one overall picks are, you know, pan out or, you know, are Peyton Manning, whatever you want to call it, right? And mm-hmm. obviously we know in the NFL that the quarterback position is the most misevaluated position in football, right? I mean, Tom Brady, say what you want about him. I mean, he kind of proves that every time he steps on the field, right? I mean, it was a six-round draft pick. Yeah. But in terms of this, every time somebody tries to defend Breaker Mayfield, they always go back to, well, he was a walk-on and, you know, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. I'm like, but dude, you, you were a number one pick. Like, clearly you're not an underdog anymore. They, they thought you were the best player in the draft. Right. Correct. Now, they could have been wrong. Obviously, it's Cleveland. But... <laughs> I mean, you weren't there. You weren't the Browns. You weren't just the Browns' number one overall pick. You were the number one overall pick in the entire draft. Like at this point, I mean, can you play or can't you? Like that's what it's that's what it's about. It's not about this old underdog. And well, you know, they haven't won a playoff game. True, it's the Browns, but. From a Browns perspective, too, obviously, as Coach Pace said, they got plenty of other issues they got to work out. But, I mean, okay, like, you want a playoff game, that's nice. But the next year we sucked again. So what do you expect me to do? Yeah. I mean, so that's that's kind of my thoughts on it with Baker. We'll, we'll see how Carolina goes. But I do think if, you know, if it ends up being a bad season, mm-hmm. Baker's probably going to go somewhere else. Yeah. But 2023. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So this makes me think about things from a few angles. I, I look at, cause everyone's talking about, well, you know, Deshaun Watson was available. So that's a no brainer. You take Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah. I guess you take a quarterback, you know, that, when he's playing could be top three to top five quarterback in the NFL Mm -hmm. also has over 60 sexual assault allegations on, you know, over his head too. You gave him all that guaranteed money when you wouldn't give Baker Mayfield a new contract. So the thing that sticks out to me most is not just the Deshaun Watson move. It's everything that happened before that that no one could have predicted that Deshaun Watson would be available a couple years ago. And for several years, the Browns sat on it and said, you know, we're not going to give him a new contract. We'll we'll see what happens next season. We'll see what happens next season. You know, we'll chill for a little bit. I know everybody else is getting their money, but Baker, we want to see what you do next year. So that tells me they weren't 100% 100 bought in the relationship in the first place. It's kind of like, it's not that much different than us as humans when we're trying to navigate our relationships. You know, so you got somebody like, you know, they, they cute. They cute. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they got some good qualities. We've had some good years together. You know, we had a couple of nice dates. We're on vacation together, had a good time. You know, I haven't had that much excitement in you know, over 20 years correlating to when Baker Mayfield wins a playoff game against the Steelers. But I don't know if she the one, though. I really don't know if she the one, for real, for real. So I'm not, I'm not going to get this. I'm not even going to think about getting the ring. I, I, know, I know 
all, all the homeboys is out here proposing, you know, the people and everything. I'm not going, I can't now. Let, let's see how this, what happens the next year. Let's see what happens another year. Let's, let's see if I'm really bought into this now. And then, you know, you're kind of like, uh, let's, take, let's take a little break. Let, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. You get that text. You get that phone call. And then all of a sudden, this girl that you were looking at for quite some time now, all of a sudden is single. And you like, yo, all right, let me go ahead. <laughs> let me go ahead and holler at her real quick. Mm-hmm. Now y'all in a relationship. And other girls like, but what what I thought we were better. I thought we were getting somewhere. You thought wrong. You thought wrong. All the signs were there that they didn't feel that that you were the one at that time. Right. And so the writing was already on the wall. It was just, if it wasn't Deshaun Watson, it was going to be somebody else. In my opinion, if it wasn't Deshaun, it was going to be the next, you know, next best thing. Um, moving forward to him in Carolina. Um, not only is it going to take a while for him to really learn the playbook, it's going to take a while for him to win the locker room. And that's kind of what I'm a little nervous about because Everybody talks about Robbie Anderson, who was absolutely hilarious during the press conference. He was like, you know, I, I was just I was just supporting, you know, the QB that's on the roster right now. I was just, you know, courteous. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So if y'all went after, if the rumor was that the Panthers were signing Deshaun Watson, would you put no on social media? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> It's because it was specifically Baker Mayfield. Now, it's going to be a little awkward at first. They could patch it up. They're kind of going to have to. They're going to have to. Right? If they're going to coexist, they're going to have to. My thing is, I don't think Robbie was the only one. Robbie was just the only one that said something on social media. Mm-hmm. So I think Baker's going to have more than just Robbie to win over in that locker room, which is going to take some time. They don't have the best wide receiving core, but they have decent. Christian McCaffrey hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. So you can't even bank on having him for an entire season. If he's there, hey, that's going to help out Baker tremendously. But look at how he was successful in Cleveland. Really good defense, really good offensive line, really good running game. Let's look at Carolina. Uh, defense, uh, offensive line, and a running back that is great when he's playing, but really hasn't been able to finish many seasons in his career, if any. So that recipe that made the baker successful, he no longer has those ingredients. That's what I'm worried. And if he doesn't have those ingredients, then... He, his, it's going to be hard for him to win over the locker room, and it's going to be hard for him to maintain his spot as a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. So that's just my assessment of the situation. I got to I gotta add, too. So from the Browns' perspective, because I heard, I heard someone say it on – I think it was on Speak for Yourself, Marcellus. I heard them say this. I had to look it up myself. I had to kind of dig into some files that I probably wasn't supposed to dig into. But – <laughs> I had to confirm this myself. And this is mind-blowing to me. So the to me, the Browns were so out on Baker Mayfield 
that they brought Deshaun in. Obviously, knew knowing the you know assault allegations, even with them paying him the money that they're paying him. The most mind-blowing thing about this whole situation is they're only paying Deshaun Watson next year. It might mean next year, meaning really this year, the 2022 season, mm-hmm. $1 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's already in, because they already knew like, okay, you're probably going to get suspended for a year. So that's why you're only going to get a million dollars this year. And then really the, the, the $45 million a year contract kicks in. 2023 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's how much they were out on baker because to your point like yeah he has the solid allegations but he'll probably get suspended a year so we'll wrap we'll like we'll basically waste this whole year without a quarterback yes just to get rid of you mm-hmm. like that that says a lot we'll we'll roll with uh was jacoby brissett and that's we'll it either I mean, you know, he can play a little bit, but yes, yes. But still, that like, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> because they could have at least kept him around, right? You know, for this year, right? If they would have handled it differently, yes. You know, but they're like, nah, you can go. Yeah, I mean, that's that's saying a lot. It is. Yeah. It is. And Baker had to give up what three million? Yeah, he had to give up three million. Well, I think they changed it to incentive. So obviously, I think it's I don't know what it is um, specifically. I assume it's for, usually for quarterbacks. It's you know touchdowns and you know like wins and percentage, you know uh, completion percentages and and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume it has to you know it's a mixture of all of that. But yeah, man, I mean <laughs> that's wild. It is. We only really, paying this man one million dollars this year in anticipation that they probably is going to get suspended for a whole year, and they're like, "Yeah, Baker, you can go." That's, that's like, saying a lot. That's like proposing to a girl knowing she's going to do a year in the pen, yeah. and say, "Yeah, yeah we get out. We going to get married." That's exactly what the Browns did. That's yeah, exactly like that's that's crazy. Just in case this trial don't go well, <laughs> you. We're going to be together when you get out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, man. That's what's going on. Yeah. And I don't – I know Coach Pace, you mentioned earlier about, you know, Skip Bayless really believing in Baker Mayfield. He's playing his flag just like Baker did playing Ohio State. And he's kind of stuck on that. He, he, he said that Baker Mayfield is a top 15 quarterback. In the NFL. Now, for those of you that listened to our last episode, we did our top 10 quarterbacks going into next year. And we didn't even include Deshaun Watson because we assumed that he's not going to be playing at all. And Baker didn't make any of our lists for top 10. So you got five more spots. Um, so with those five spots that you have left, and we're taking Deshaun Watson out, is Baker going to fill any of those five spots? No. I can name five right now, and it wouldn't be Baker Mayfield. Who you got? It doesn't have to be ordered, but just who would they be? Okay. Kirk Cousins. Okay. Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yep. 
Uh, did we have Russell Wilson in there? Uh, yeah, I think I know I had him. I think he was in most of our top ten. He yeah. was in most of our top ten. Do we have Derek Carr in most of our top ten? I'm just making sure. Borderline, but he's one because I think he's you know eleven Ted. I'm about to say okay. Then you got. Let's go to. Okay, are we sure Baker is better than Jared Goff? Just throwing it out there. Are we absolutely sure? Jared Goff went to Super Bowl at least. Yeah. Mac Jones. He okay. ain't better than uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Carson yeah. Wentz. Who y'all think? <laughs> Jimmy G. Jimmy, he ain't better than Jimmy G. Jimmy G, no. Uh, let's see. Who else we got on here? They said that. Uh, Jameis. I'll take Jameis. I'll take Jameis. I'll take Jameis. I'll take Jameis. Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Hurts. I would. I would take Hurts too. Boom! There you go. Because I think that's more than (laughs) fifteen. Yeah. (laughs) Just the fact that his teammates at least like him, like Jalen Hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like they, because they all like at least like him. You know what I'm saying? Like man, Ryan. Ooh, Ryan Tannehill. Oh yeah, Ryan Tannehill too. Yeah, at least at least Ryan has had. Well, he's had more playoff success than yeah. Baker Mayfield. They both are underachievers, in my opinion. But it would be close between those two. Yeah, yeah, close. might give Ryan the edge. Yeah. So now we're looking at not only is he not to top fifteen, it, he hey, might be the end Lawrence. Of- I'll put it in there. A little long hair, McGee. now we're looking at is he top 20 you know what i'm saying so like that's so you know when skip said that today i was like really bro i was like really top 15 you telling me he better than half the league's quarterbacks nope nah fam nah yeah all right anyways well i hope it works out for him because um it'll be nice to see carolina good again and I don't, you know, there's some, they do have some talent and let's just see what happens. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a stretch to see that work out. Um, speaking of top 10 lists, last week we did our top 10 quarterbacks going into the 2022-2023 season. This week we're doing top 10 wide receivers going into that. All right, so Coach Nighty, we'll start with you, then we'll head up Coach Pace, and then I'll go last. Who are your top 10 wide receivers in the NFL going into next season? All right, so I don't have them, like, ranked. I'm just going to name 10. Uh, but before I go, there's two names that aren't on my list. One is DeAndre Hopkins, just because he's suspended for eight games this year, PED. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, you disqualify. Although – he would be in there if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Thomas. Because last two years, basically has been hurt. So, you know, we've seen what he's capable of, obviously, years prior to that. But, you know, I mean, he hasn't really played in two years. So that's why he's not in my top 10. So before y'all think my list is crazy, and I don't have those two in there. That's why I don't have them in there. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So as far as the list goes, I have uh, Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, I have Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Um, and then this is where it was getting tough. So 
I put Mike Evans in there. Okay, not mad. Put Debo Samuel in there. I know, you know, he's uh, you know quasi running back, but still, I mean, I think his production still deserves to be in there. Sure. Um, I went with DK Metcalf, mm. and I went AJ Brown. Okay. Okay. Man. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Coach Pace, what's on your mind? You forgot a major name, but we're gonna get to that. So my group was: I went Devontae, Coop, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, Keenan Allen. Diggs, Jamar Chase, Debo, AJ Brown, and Mike Evans. Man, that's almost exact. That's almost my list exactly. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had Devontae. If you take D Hop out, of course, right? Uh, yeah. Devontae, Coop. Um, I wasn't sure which one go first, Tyreek or Stefan. So I have them, but I have them right next to each other. Tyreek, Stefan, Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and Keenan Allen, uh, Jamar Chase, Debo, AJ Brown, um, and Mike Mike Evans would be like nine or ten. So yeah. Yeah, that was my list too. Um folks that we left off, anyone that we left off that has been playing that would be an honorable mention. I had um Keenan Allen. I just I went with DK Matt just because he's younger. Mm-hmm. That that's where I kind of that's where I put I just put DK Metcalf in there. But I think um Keenan Allen is definitely in there. Um who else I left off deliberately? Um oh C D Lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you know, we definitely see the potential, but he needs to show a lot more to me because he still drops a lot of passes. And then when you put, when you get hands on him at the line of scrimmage, like he's he's not you could take him effective up. at yeah. all. Yeah. But you get him like on a little you know little go route where he just like tries to outrun you, like yeah, he's effective there. Um, so he needs to complete that circle for me to be in there. Um. Those are two that I know. Oh, um, what's his name? Off from um, Cincinnati. T. Higgins. T. Yeah. He was in my honorable mention. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. So a few honorable mentions that I had. Um, my boy Adam Thielen. I like Adam. I. I that's a bad boy right there. I know he's had some health issues in and out of the last season. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just the health. Yeah. But no, he's no. That's His production one. is is efficient and, and a touchdown machine. Touchdown machine. Uh so him. Um I had I had I had someone else to kind of say. I I mean, a lot of people are very high on is it Terry McLaren from Washington. Uh, I think he's he's dope. If I think if he has another really good season, we'll see how him and Carson are able to play together. Uh, I think people would take him even more seriously. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, but he was an honorable mention for uh, for me, you know. So, you know, T. Higgins and Mike Williams. Um, 
I would like to see them for another year uh, and see what they do. Uh, but they're both solid wide receivers as well. Keith, do you have any uh, honorable mentions? If he could play, Mike Evans and I mean, I mean Mike Thomas and De, uh, DeAndre, of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him his flowers now because when he's on the field, he's like top 10. Like, I can't really lie when he's on the top, but he's never going to be on the field again. I just got to give him a shout out. Antonio Brown, man. No. If yeah. he can, if he could actually stay on the field and like do what he needs to do, he probably was the best receiver in Tampa. It's just he can't do it. So I just show him love because I believe he's still a top ten receiver. It's just you, I mean, my man. It's like AD. He's never available, so it's like. <sighs> Yeah. Question for you, since we're going to go there with Antonio Brown. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be hard now to kind of ask the question, but, you know, where do you rank him in terms of receivers of all time? Because the other day, I just, you know, I was just browsing. I'm like, bro, his, his numbers don't lie, man. Oh, he's, he's not in all time. Yeah. That's not even in, that's not even debate. That was, yeah. They can, they can, they can, you know, Lynn Swan and all them guys, but nah, I'm taking AB. It's one of those things where he's the Hall of Fame is going to make him pay for his off the field stuff, you know, um, not to put him on the same level as Randy Moss per se, but you know, or Terrell Owens, but like they made Terrell wait. Right yeah. for a while. I yeah. think they're going to do the same thing to AB, and and Terrell never did anything remotely close to what Antonio Brown did. Let's just be clear about that. As far as like off the field foolishness, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He just may no. not be a Hall of Fame human, but he's a Hall of Fame football player. Because listen, man, if you just look at his what his twenty third. The 2018 seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, over 100 catches in each of those seasons and over a thousand yards in each of those seasons, including a 1800 yard season, a 1600 yard season, a 1400 yard season, and a 1500 yard season. Sheesh. 129 catches one season, 136 catches one season. And he had 106, 101, 104, 110. Mm. That was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. <laughs> he was my favorite player for a while till he started acting a fool. That's wow, man! Like, if, man, he just wasn't so crazy. Hey, and in seven games, he had over five hundred yards. Yeah, season like in seven games—that's less than half a season. And he puts up. If you average that to a full season. What last season they had was the first seventeen game season. He probably yeah, would have yeah, had the first yeah. twelve hundred yards, maybe easily. Mm-hmm. Twelve hundred yards in seventeen games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he undeniably one of the best to ever put on a helmet at the wide right receiver position. Yeah, man. I I don't think it's it should be debatable. Uh, I think he'll like like I said. I think he'll be penalized longer to wait for his his uh, his jacket. But 
He'll get it. He'll get I'm about to say, if he suited up right now, I think he's still he still be top 10, top 12. Easy. No, I've, no. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Which There's is no why through it. all his foolishness, he was still able to get to land a spot on a roster because GMs, coaches, they know how good he is. Mm-hmm. It's never been a question of his football talent at all. At all. Um, and oh, he, I mean, because last what last year he was thirty three, and he was still like I said, seven games, five hundred forty five yards, and four touchdowns. At yeah. thirty three, I mean, Jeez. <laughs> wow, yeah, he, he's something else. Going back to other wide receivers, receivers that are on my radar going into next year, um, Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, you don't hear his name a lot, but he's he's really good. He's really good. I I, I like him a lot. Um, I want to see what Allen Robinson does this year, uh, since he's playing for a franchise that doesn't kill people's careers. So yeah, let's see what he does in LA. I think he's going to have a huge bounce back year kind of dating back to his some of his premier days with Jacksonville. So oh no, he I think he's only a beast this year. Just I mean, because you got you got you got Coop on the other side. So he's gonna yeah. have his fair share of opportunities. Hey yeah. man, listen. <sighs> we lucky we ain't got O because Van Jefferson would be without a job right now. <laughs> yeah. OBJ man, just think about that. If if everything goes okay with Odell's you know rehab and the Rams decide to sign him back. That's easily the best wide receiving core in the league. Easily. Coop, Robinson, and Odell. We can still oh, get him next year, too. That's the crazy part. Like he, he You know what? Because we got we got Allen Robinson for like four years. We still got Coop. We just signed Coop last year to like five years. Mm-hmm. Who would be your second? At, like in terms of receiving core like if because i think i would i would agree that I probably would be first thinking about it i mean if you're including tight ends as well raiders i actually would go raiders yeah you got you got Devontae adams you got um hunter renfro hunter renfro yeah. and you got darren waller yeah yeah you know, i'm going i'm going Bengals. i'm going Bengals. Bengals is a close yeah Damn. they got they got boy they got yeah. higgins they got and Chase. Chase, and they got Mixon out the backfield. What? Sure. And uh, Uzoma is their is their tight end, their lead tight end. Nah, right? he got a he got a bag and went to uh, the Jets. But I mean, awesome. they got a they got another tight end. But I'm just saying, off them three and the running back alone, I'm like, that's one or that's two. Tough. That's tough too. Yeah, man, there's some. There's a lot. There's some weapons out there. Some teams now. Yeah, Vikings, multiple weapons. Vikings. Vikings with Jefferson and Jefferson Thielen. Thielen. Yeah, and they tied in. I think still Rudolph possibly, and he ain't bad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I know. I'll speak for yourself. They did the best wide right receiver duos and and made their list. And yeah, there there there's some there's some tough tough duos but you talk about trios yeah the, the oh, raiders miami. miami so they got the Zeki's are good down there yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good one waddle tyreek 
and Jaseki at tight end. If you no. Yeah. I'll tell you who ain't on there anymore. The Chiefs. Correct. Like Mahomes, like y'all need to figure that out, man. Mm-hmm. And the Packers, <laughs> they ain't on there either. And the Packers ain't on there either. No. So for my I so you put DK Metcalf on your list, Coach Nighty. I he's on my watch list. I for the same reasons that you put that you did not put CD Lamb is why I didn't put DK on there. That's fair. He I've seen him drop some easy pad. Russell Wilson throws it. DK Metcalf wide open in the back of the end zone. Drop. Mm-hmm. I've seen it hit his hands too many times and then hit the turf afterward. And I don't know what that is because he'll make some incredible catches. And then some of the easiest ones, he'll just drop. Uh, so oh, I, if fact, he tightens that up. Take, yeah. take him off. Keenan Allen's in there. Take him off. Because <laughs> <laughs> Keenan Allen has been one of the most consistent wide receivers. Um, always open. Always open. Somehow. Oh. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not the the tallest, the strongest, any of that. But somehow he gets open. Yeah, take he's off. Scratch him off my list. It's Keenan Allen in there. And I I didn't include this guy for the same reasons as DK uh, is uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, because he puts up good numbers. And for those of you that play fantasy football, you know he puts he does get his t- touchdowns. He does get his hundred plus yard games. He does get his his uh, high catches per season, but he drops way too many passes for my liking to have him in a top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keenan, yeah, Keenan Allen might be one of them. I mean, he's had two, four, he's had 6,000 yard seasons, almost had one, in 2020, but I think he was eight yards short. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. And, and, of course, we'll see what Amari does this year with Cleveland. Um, but, we have to see who's going to throw him the ball first. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, fellas, that's it for our show this week. Hope you all enjoy tuning in. Um, we're going to, like I said, we're going to do more, uh, top 10 lists moving forward and more, would you rather list? I think we have, uh, some fun with that today. So, uh, on behalf of coach Pace and coach Natty T, I'm your host, coach JP three. We'll see y'all next time. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Y'all peace.